Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good to see a few guys uh, online already. Uh, Bapinda, good to see you, mate. Uh, give us a shout out if you're there. Sharon, hey, Shaz, good to see you. Luke, good to see you last night, mate. Uh, Manu, Nick, how is it where you are? It's terribly windy. <laughs> terribly windy and a bit chilly here this morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat team. <clears throat> I'm glad you enjoyed last night, Alison. Thanks for the shout out. Luke, indeed, thank you too. Morning, Deb, Chris, Christine, good to see you in the private Facebook group there. Um, hey, great to see you guys. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Uh, 31st of May, almost, uh, hey, can you believe it? It's almost June. That's crazy, huh? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yep, seven degrees in Melbourne. <laughs> Give me the shivers, Nick. There you go. Anyway, anyone who's new, that's my name there. You guys already know this, most of you already, but um, some of you might be new. So good day. If you're new, let us know if you're new. Let us know if you're new. In the chat, say hello. Uh, give us a shout out. Uh, today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the idea. Well, the media loves to ham it up, right? There's there's plenty of rhetoric in the marketplace right now. Oh, yeah, you know, the property prices are plunging. You know, it's over, blah, 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 blah. And, well, listen, um, we are certainly seeing the changing of gears in the market. Property markets have expansion. Property markets have contraction. Property markets have periods of nothing. Uh, that is very normal, very simple to understand as we go as property investors. And today, maybe we just want to just check in on some of this, uh, you know, some of this rhetoric in the marketplace. I know most of you who come along to mentoring or getting coaching or whatever, um, you know, uh, are certainly keeping your mind on the on the positive, uh, positive parts of a marketplace, but some of us might be getting swayed sometimes by the media rhetoric. Cameron, hey, welcome, mate. Good to see you, first time joining live. Appreciate you dropping by. Thanks for joining us. Um, hope you enjoy today. We do this each day, folks, maybe just for Cameron here. We do this each day, Cameron, around about 10 past eight for about 20 minutes. I've been property investing over, well over 20 years coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand, over 18 with my team. We've done over 10,000, 10,000 coaching. Uh, we've got, had a, got over 10,000 coaching clients, over 7,000 property deals. Um, so along the way, we've learned a couple of things. All right, Angela, hey, great to see you as well. Uh, how are we team? Good to see you, gang. All right, that might be Fiona right there. <laughs> but listen, today I wanted to talk about, let's just check in on this rhetoric, this, this media malarkey. They like to wind it up a little bit and get things going. Fear and ignorance is their game and clicks is their business. Uh, and they're not going to get... Uh, they're not going to get clicks when they say, oh, listen, no, no big deal, the market's fine. Go about your day without a worry, are they? Okay, they're not going to make money. They're not going to... You know, not that I agree with their business model personally, but uh, anyway, at the end of the day, what are the big six key drivers that drive things? And I want to show you in a minute when marketplaces do adjust, prices do adjust, the prices adjust more significantly in certain price points. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, let's have a bit of a look at this. 
Right, what are the big six key drivers? Uh, chuck them in the chat if you want to get involved this morning. Put them in the chat as we go along. Major main six key drivers for all of us as we get into uh, the world of um, uh, of property investing. Chris has been here once or twice before, um, and we have a look at these things. Right, interest rates, okay? Interest rates at the moment, uh, still quite low, but in comparison, kind of in context, for a lot of borrowers, this is the first time that interest rates have gone up. Now, for me, and maybe for you guys, if you've been around long enough, that's not a big deal. Listen, 4% interest rates are still cheap. The money is, that's so cheap, so inexpensive, okay? But for some people, that's kind of a, a, a bit of a negative or a positive, depending on your perspective. For us as property investors, what we do know, not owner occupiers, because the, the cost of owning a home obviously increasing without the ability to offset income with rents, like Chris was saying there, um, uh, is sometimes stressful and challenging for us as property investors, interest rates, all right, as we're going along. We're looking at things right now out there in the marketplace, interest rates, um, supply and demand, okay? Supply, ladies and gents, team, supply is absolutely in all sorts of trouble and problems. We've got construction supply issues. Uh, if you're having things built, well, you're gonna have delays. I've got delays on a house I'm building. I know many of our clients have got some delays and some issues. This is just normal. We're managing this as a team together. There's nothing we can do about it. It's a, it's a greater market issue. But on the flip side, the supply chain is low, is down. The demand is still quite high, which is a big positive for um, the marketplace right now, the drivers, all right? So uh, technically, um, everyone, there's, there's just no supply out there. You know, Alison has got an example there. You know, tenants are looking for places and there's nowhere to rent. And that's quite sad for the tenants, uh, but for us as property investors, we can now put our rents up to offset any costs in the future when it comes to um, when it comes to our uh, our expenses, our costs. If our costs go up, you've got to pass them on. That's the the name of the game. You're not a charity; you're a business. All right. Interest rates, supply and demand, um, populations, population. For the moment, the last couple of years, last two years, population has been constrained. But where, which state, which region of which state more specifically has had a population boom? Put that one in the chat. Tell me now, which state or which region of a state has had um, 45,000 population boom increase in the last two years? Tell me, uh, tell me which state that is, ladies and gents, uh, because... Uh, Southeast Queensland. Chris, are you all over this, mate? Boom. Yeah, Brizzy, Andrew, uh, Brizzy and the surrounding Gold Coast to um, to the Sunshine Coast. Absolutely, boom, exploded. And you can see that in the stats, in the growth, in the rent um, in Southeast Queensland. Population moved, and more specifically, the population moved with money made significant capital gains in the southern states, <laughs> all leaving Melbourne for Queensland. Uh, well, yeah, a few did, a few did, Nick. Um, there you go. Mostly Melbourne moved there. That's funny. Um, population, actually a big tick for some states, 
but in the next four years, there is already slated 250,000 per annum immigration into uh, Australia. And where are they going to live? And the 600,000, I'll say that again, 600,000 students are going to enter back into the Australian market over the next one to two years as well. Where are they going to live, folks? We actually have a shortage right now across the board, almost in every single state of Australia. Vacancy rates are at all-time lows, right, when it comes to many of our cities. Where are they going to live? Where are they going to stay? Team, it's just crazy, all right, um, as we go along. All right, employment, employment, employment. It's going on right now. Again, another all-time low. We've got still all-time low interest rates. We've got worst but all-time low supply. We've got population going to be almost an all-time high coming soon. That one's, that one's going to tick the box. Employment or unemployment specifically is at an all-time low. It's like it's under, it's under 3%. I can't remember the exact stats right now, but the employment's just fantastic. Hasn't flowed through to wage growth just yet, but it will um, as we go along. So we've got employment. We've got a few of the, um, um, uh, the politics. Polys are mad. They're all crazy. They're all mad as, um, mad as, mad as hatters. Uh, but we know who it is now, don't we? Okay, we know who it is. It changed from Liberal to Labor. There's no uncertainty. We know what it is. They don't seem to be waving too many crazy flags out there about real estate or, or finance. So for the moment, it's not a big deal. At the moment, it's just a neutral. It's not a, it's not a positive, it's not a negative, it's just a neutral um, in that one. They are, the, they are the things, politics is the thing that can affect our stuff the most, let me tell you that, uh, when it comes to all of this stuff, team. And last but not least, we have got infrastructure. Infrastructure. Infrastructure and spending. Tell me, tell me this. This is pretty cool, it's pretty cool. Tell me over the next 10 years, what major events, events, and I'll give you, um, I'll even give you a little tip, major sporting events, worldwide sporting events are coming to Australia consistently over the next uh, seven to 10 years. Tell me what they are in the chat, team. Tell me what it is in the chat. I don't think Labor will, will, will get too crazy about um, negative gearing this time, maybe next time, who knows. But tell me, there are a number, of, yep, okay, yep, we've got it, Olympic Games, the Commonwealth Games, so we've got not only the Olympics Games, we've got the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, Melbourne Commonwealth Games, going to be huge, Olympic Games in Brisbane, going to be huge, huge. And guess what else? Various World Cups. What are they, Nick? Do you know what it is? We get two, two Rugby World Cups as well. And I'm quite sure, team, that there will be more. The eastern coast of Australia and WA will get a piece of this action too, but not as much as the eastern coast of Australia. The next 10 years, uh, cricket also, yep, there you go. The next 10 years is going to be bloody exciting, bloody exciting in this marketplace. 
Listen, I can't see a reason for property prices to go down significantly in any way, shape or form, unless someone paid too much for them. Interest rates will rise to around that 4%, uh, and that won't impact the main market that much. But what part of the market does uh, interest rate rises impact the most? Maybe think about this. If we think about the marketplace in, in three layers, the bottom third, the middle third, and the top third of property pricing and property purchases, which one of those three thirds do you think is the most volatile, team? Which one do you think? The bottom third, the middle third, or the top third of the property market pricing? Okay, which one do you think is the most volatile? Because this is something that's really interesting. Because when you know and you split out the property market into the three different, um, I think they're called quintiles or something like that, there's a more volatile section of the property market. Bottom third, Chriso says, what do you guys think? Anyone else gonna have a guess? I'll put you out of your misery in a minute. I'll show you the, I'll show you the stats. Um, because when we think about the property market, we think the whole property market, and it's not the whole property market when it comes. So let's have a look at this. Hopefully you guys can see that. Can you see that okay? Okay, all right, That's, that hasn't, uh, let me do this with you. All right, the most volatile, the most volatile, the most volatile in property value, the pro most volatile in property value is the top end of the market. It's interesting, huh? Have a look at this. Now, this, this is from April 12, so, um, and uh, this is RP data, the quarterly change in dwellings. So there's obviously different ways to look at this, but the quarterly change in dwellings, the prices being paid for dwellings of the same type, okay? Now, when we look at data, you've got to be aware of what, you know, what that, um, how they're slicing the data, right? But if you have a look at this, check out the swing in kind of the top, you know, to, to there, to there. Now that swing, if you have a look at the top, if you add it all together here, that of the top, of the top third, of the top third, it swing over here, especially this last few years, and over here is a bit less, okay? Between eight and 10% swing. Now, you know, if you bought here, you get a massive upswing at the beginning, but when, there's not enough money around or people aren't sort of like bullish or overexcited by the market, maybe they're not paying as much, okay? Maybe they're not paying as much. And you can see the top end has the, has at this point with this recent stats, has the largest swing, which is, which is interesting, right, Chriso? And when that top end has large swings, that can be the difference team when people are paying four million for a home or five million for a home. Everyone following along? Now that can that can massively influence the rest of the market statistically 
but in reality, it might have been only one or two sales that influence the stats on maybe 50 or 100 other sales, okay? So we've got to be careful when it's all bundled into one big bucket of poo. Um, and we're not um, um, uh, as we're going along. And yeah, the market's slowing. It doesn't take Einstein to work out that the market's slowing. And listen, it, it, who, who, who would have thought that the market would continue to grow like this forever? That's, that's not a logical thought either. When you get some momentum out of a market, sometimes it runs for one, two, three years, and then the market slows down. Something else takes its place. And right now, the capital growth is slowing and the rental growth is about to take hold. And I believe the capital growth will continue to tick along for the good quality properties. We've got so much, so much good stuff coming into the Australian marketplace in the next decade. It's not funny. And it's going to be, it's going to be delivered by uh, the right quality piece of real estate, that is for sure. So if you have a look at this, team, one of the things I just wanted to sort of show you guys this morning is the middle third, the middle third, if we have a look, the middle third gets a nice, nice tick in the box when it comes to not only, uh, not only, some growth upwards, but not so far falling downwards or adjustments in pricing, okay? So, and you look at the bottom third, it's less volatile, it's less volatile in the bottom third, but it's uh, drop to peak has less upswing value, okay? So, kind of there's this sweet spot, team. There's this sweet spot when it comes to property pricing, uh, and this is what Sam calls the flight to quality. We've had this conversation lots and lots of times. At the moment, in the Australian real estate market, in the major cities, depending on which city you're in, that sweet spot is between six hundred and $800,000. Probably, to be honest, popped to like six fifty to 850. That's where that sweet spot is right now. Okay. That's where that sweet spot is. A couple of years ago, that sweet spot was between sort of 500 and 700. So, you know, over the last two years, it's, it's popped along um, as we go along. So hopefully that makes sense. I love the idea of pulling apart some data, some pulling apart some information. And, you know, like one big bucket is not is not a perfect way to look at things. Sometimes pull them out and split them up and, and uh, uh, there we go. Hey, hey Shelly, uh, hopefully that answered your question, depending on where you are, right? So middle market, Brisbane, Melbourne, depending on what you're buying. Uh, Mitch, this, this data was uh, pulled Australia-wide, you know, um, and as you, you guys can appreciate, Sydney and Melbourne certainly have some effect on this sort of data because of their, their quite range, quite a range in pricing. Um, but for us as investors, kind of our sweet spot right now, and we can still we can still get a four to five percent rental yield on a brand new property in Brisbane and Melbourne um, and a few other locations, choice locations, we're looking between that 650, 850 mark. 
when it comes to flight to quality, good located, close to infrastructure, CBD, et cetera, et cetera. The things that you might want, okay, uh, as we go. But obviously, this conversation is about uh, us being aware as property investors that not all price points are affected the same when market adjustments, positive and negative, uh, occur and happen. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted for today, team. Hopefully that made sense um, as we go. Um, yeah, there's. it's an interesting one, Chris O, because it's not falling house prices. It's the price that the price being paid for the for the next purchases right so so it's it's almost like it's misrepresenting what what's actually going on right and um it's a funny old one but at the end of the day prices in some suburbs will adjust because let's face it let's face it folks what people were paying for absolutely rubbish pieces of real estate was ludicrous the yields were low the value was rubbish and at the peak of a market unfortunately uneducated people or people with FOMO and think they're going to miss out pay more than they should uh, and um, when the market uh, recalibrates for value um, sometimes there's a bit of that overpaying that gets burned um, for some of those people. But at the end of the day, if you're going to own it for 20 years, who cares? Who cares? If you're a long-term investor, it won't bloody matter. And especially if you bought something that you're happy to own forever. So that's how we'll finish the show today. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys know this. There's a couple of sayings we got around here. This thing is a marathon, not a sprint. You're going to take time. Even if you just purchased a property and maybe you paid a little bit too much, who cares? Forget about it. You've got a deal. You're an investor. You're here for 15 to 20 years. And in 20 years' time, it won't matter diddly bloody squat. Okay? It won't matter. It won't matter. For the good time, Charlies are here for oh, capital growth and their egos and they're kind of like, oh, look at my look at my capital growth. And then they get all cry about, oh, my, my house went up, my house went down. Completely wrong way to look at what you're doing as a property investor. It's flawed. Uh, it's fake, it's fool's gold. Uh, the only progression you need to measure is you have a plan to acquire your five or six or seven properties. Are you progressing towards those properties? And are you happy to own those properties for the next 20 years? That's the way it is. Go, Julia, purchasing tomorrow. Good on you, mate. All right, that's it. I'm just waffling on now. I should finish because we're over time. <laughs> All right, good to see you guys. Wealth Copy Chat done and dusted. You guys be good. Take care. See you tomorrow for another Wealth Copy Chat. Bye-bye.